You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. There we go. Welcome Whoa. to Music Biz 101 and more, your free advice radio show and podcast. Find us every Wednesday at Brave New Radio, 88.7 FM on the campus of William Patterson University in scenic Way, New Jersey, or on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio as a podcast. I'm your co-host, Professor David Kirk. Though. With your other co-host, Dr. Esteban. Marconi. That is he. We are alive and pre-recording what you're listening to from Nashville, Tennessee at the Music Biz 2016 convention. It's 2016 already? It is already 2016. We've been down here since 2013, so it's been oh, a long well, time. I didn't bring my razor either. No, you should see yourself. It's not, not a good wow. thing. <laughs> Thanks to the Radio. Music Biz Association for giving us this space here in the National Convention Center in the basement of it. And uh, because it's helping our William Patterson University students connect and interview with some great guests like the guests that we have here. We mentioned already Joel T. Jordan and Mike Thallis of Sync Tank. So I said Sync Tank instead of Sync Tank. See how you I put the emphasis that? on the second syllable. Yeah, I, I, I saw what you did. I saw what you done there. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, speaking with us from uh, I across the table is Miles Franco, getting the MBA in music management. And William Patterson, good to have you. Right We're going to give a couple more thanks. We want to thank Mia, the Music and Entertainment Industry Education Association, for their grant, which helped Miles get here. We want to give thanks to Van Dyne Bruno Inc. and White Hat Management, with artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Sharon Joes, The Dap Kings, and Kiss. There's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to vb-cpa.com when it's best for you. Not when it's best for me, guys. I got when it. it's best for you. Indeed. It's all about you. It has nothing to do with moi. That's French. Yes. As is the word phallus. <laughs> and our thanks go out to Christine. That's right. That is as please stop that. And we give thanks to Christine Vay a wealth manager and the president of Vay Wealth Management. Christine has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson and also around the world manage their investments and plan out their retirement. If you're looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement or if you have questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance and retirement planning, you should give Christine a call at one of you guys. Mike, right? Yes. I got it right. Very good. <laughs> say 732. 732. Joel, say 455. Power. And the two of you at the same time say 1510 go. 1510. That was great. And you can also e email her, Christine at VayWealth.com for advisement. We are now going to hand the reins of this horse over to Miles Franco, getting the MBA in music management. And you're going to give a brief bio on our boys who are our guests at the moment. And then you're going to begin with the third degree. So three, two, one, go. So my first event that I ever went to, music related through MBA William Patterson program was the Music Startup Academy through the Music Business Association. Oh, yeah. I got privileged to hear about Sync Tech from the founder, uh, co-founder, Jolty Jordan. I was really interested in tech and startup and, and music industry, like startups like that. So can you just give us a brief overview of what exactly Sync Tank does? Sure. 
Um, Sync Tank is a leading catalog management system for labels, publishers, and rights owners of any size to manage, market, and license your catalogs in an efficient manner. Um, it's cloud-based software that helps you index your catalog, um, assign rights to anything, mm. um, pitch, promo, uh, and clear licenses all under one roof. Um, it's in use at about 150 different rights organizations right now, including Disney, Sony, uh, The Orchard, 20th Century Fox, um, Ingrooves, and Imagum, or Im Imagum. <laughs> it's officially Imagum. Imagum Music, uh, Ghostly, and, and hundreds of others. Um, so we're pretty proud of it. Um, it's something that was uh, spurred out of necessity, um, given my background in music publishing. And um, it's something that we have plans for to extend just beyond um, what it currently does. Now, so is this market getting crowded? In, in technology or in sync? No, in this sync and licensing and keeping uh, track of like you're the third, fourth, fifth, I don't, can, mm -hmm. we've lost count of how many different companies have come in. Sure. Basically talking about the same well, I think there are thing. a lot of different parts. Um, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of the companies that we've seen here uh, today have been more based on uh, royalty collection, uh, mm -hmm. manage the management of performance rights, things like that. Right. Um, usually more geared towards the artist uh, and what we do is sure. a business solution. So yeah. It's a little bit different. Um, we actually, the, the fun thing is that we're get the, the space is getting so busy that it's um, almost become like um, competition and cooperation because we're starting to realize that there are a lot of different companies that, hey, you do something slightly different than what we do. Right. We don't have the time or desire to you know, to zoom yeah. in that you yeah. don't, so how can we work together? Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah, we've uh, met a couple good um, potential synergy partners based on just taking a look at their technology and, and seeing where we're missing stuff. And also the markets that they're serving that we're not currently serving, such as songwriters and, uh, and composers and, and mm -hmm. individual bands and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, ours is very much geared uh, towards uh, SME, small to medium enterprises and large enterprises. So those are the large companies that I've named, which um, you know are in the hundreds, they're not in the thousands yeah. or hundreds of thousands like you can reach with songwriters. Um, the difficulty in serving 100,000 customers is you have 100,000 people calling you. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we prefer to have a couple hundred people calling us um, with the small right. team that we are. Um, and uh, you know, t we eventually will roll out a solution that's more geared towards um, individuals um, in time. We do have something that's for smaller shops right now and smaller labels, um, but it's still priced a little bit. Um, higher than most um, individuals would be willing to pay uh -huh. for. Yeah. Uh -huh. But you know, the, with uh, with everything, with all the offerings that are uh, that are on the you know in the marketplace right now, there's yeah. you know, plenty of options for everybody. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. We like the spirit of cooperate. Uh, we call it uh, cooperation. I guess you would call it. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like you know, where I think we can right. all. There's enough of the pie for. There is indeed a lot of a yeah. lot of people doing a lot of. Sure. There's, cool there's there, there are a whole heap of new problems uh, to solve for the industry right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, tied especially to what we've all seen here uh, mm -hmm. as music deals, metadata, and um, how it wasn't you know for years not seen as uh, as important because it wasn't directly related to yeah. the monetization yeah. sure. of of you know the music. And now your music can get paid. No, it's the and blood and the bones of everything. It's, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. And the system is created. You know, when there's Tin Pan Alley and exactly. yeah, so yeah, on, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. It was created, you know, when, yeah, when there was, when there were, there were composers across the hall from each other, mm -hmm. yeah. across the hall from the publisher, sure. and they could just walk, you know, and yeah. hand paid pieces of signed paper to each other. And, uh, yeah, so with, with that, you know, being a big, uh, being a big challenge for the industry, it's, mm -hmm. it's a great, you know, 
Like to be yeah, it's a good opportunity for like us because <laughs> that's exactly what we do. We help people yeah. unite their metadata under one roof. Yeah, and that yeah. you know a lot of the stuff that we just did, um, and as we were developing the product, just to just because it needed to be done, things that you would that were afterthoughts, such as collecting certain bits of data or being able to link certain assets, you know, to, mm -hmm. to one copyright, um, were things that were just done because it made sense to do. And now everyone's just you know kind of in the place where we're like, wow, we need they need to everything needs to be in one place. Mm -hmm. yeah. We've been doing that just mostly to make sure it's live easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it all started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. so like um, talking about like how it all started, mm -hmm. I remember you were telling me about how you were managing and in a band at one time. Yeah, I, my career started as a, uh, putting out records out of my parents' basement in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. um, my twin brother and I started our label when we were 12 and a half, I think. We uh, worked at the Ocean City Boardwalk. Um, I was an usher in a movie theater, and he would chop lemons at Bob's Lemonade Stand. <laughs> and uh, and we hated our jobs so much, but we scraped together about $800, and we sent it down here to Nashville to United Record Pressing and uh, pressed one of our friends' bands. They were absolutely horrible at the time, but right. looking back, they were horrible, but they were, like, amazing at the time, I guess is what right. we, we thought. <laughs> and um, so we were just really big fans of music, and we wanted to be in the scene somehow, so we created this record. and put an ad out and next thing you know we had sold a thousand of them out of our basement with three three dollars post paid and we just kept doing that for for 10 years and we built a pretty de decent record label around uh time we were 18 um or 19 rather the columbia records came knocking and tried to hire my brother as an a and r guy and they did and i retreated and started doing more of my indie stuff um with the indie label that we had and we started folding this into a, a publishing endeavor that we um we're founding about five years later with um, with uh, with Ryko Disc, mm -hmm. um, which is one of the yeah. forefront uh, forerunners in compact disc technology, and, and yeah. they license just about everything under the sun. So they introduced us to the world of publishing, and so Jason kept his job as a major label goon and um, moved on to Hollywood Records and was at Disney for 16 years, uh -huh. and now he's the president of of Amaga Music Publishing, which is why I laugh because I pronounce the company he works for his name wrong. Well, yeah, they're um, a great, they're a great publisher. <laughs> yeah. uh, everybody pronounces their name wrong. <laughs> they have anybody's like, ever interviewing mm -hmm. that's listening. It's Amagam or Amagam or So it's I M A G E M, and um, so he's always had this big job in the music industry, very forward, outward facing, and I've always had the behind the scenes nuts and bolts mm -hmm. job of mm -hmm. endeavoring to get our catalog out there and figure out how to make money off it. Um, in my other in my other hat that I was wearing was um, being a graphic designer because um, doing graphic design was the way I made money, <laughs> you know, because yeah. the record label is really an expensive hobby when you think about it, because um, mm -hmm. something might fail, something might might uh, go gangbusters, but we really never had investors or anything like that. It was, mm -hmm. it was more of a way to aggregate our friends' uh, <laughs> records. Um, so at, in about uh, 2007, I uh, was looking at my collection of music and going, "All right, how am I gonna, how am I gonna make something of this, and how am I gonna to present this to the world without me getting in the way of it?" Because mm -hmm. I had tried to index my catalog many times, and I ended up with a pile of songs in a folder and a spreadsheet over here, which was more than. A lot of people, people had, yeah. Right. No, there was actually uh, in the office in uh, Joel's house. Um, I, I don't even think one of them was a complete cardboard box. I mm -hmm. think they were just like you Tapes know, a little over three quarters of, uh, of, of pieces of cardboard boxes with CDs pinned yeah. into them. And that was the that was the catalog. That was my catalog. And um, <laughs> I was like, this is incredible. I need to do something about this. And I really just sat down and with my my thinking cap on, went, all right. Every single day, I search for music. Every single day, I you know, promote music every single day. I wonder if somebody cares about me. 
Should I call them? Should I not call them? I need some business intelligence. So I needed structure and process that I could run through every single day and, and have a force multiplier that I didn't have to run in circles. Yeah. Every single time I needed to promote something or every single time I needed to take it into my catalog. Mm -hmm. And we tried to cut it the traditional way with, remember, with the, the musings with FileMaker. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I mean, everybody tries like, to go the yeah. easy route and, you know, go FileMaker and whatnot. But it did give us an idea of how to build a database and yeah. what those fields were that we really needed and what the things were that were more nice to have. Um, and uh, in doing so, we we put together the recordings with the, the songs, and that took about a summer to do it. We just literally entered everything next to each other, and it was mm -hmm. painful, and it was about a thousand tunes. But wow. when you think about a thousand tunes across a couple dudes doing this over a summer, and then you know we're talking about hundreds of fields too, like we're talking mm -hmm. publishing fields, every option you could possibly yeah, have, recording yeah. field, every option you That's could possibly have. That's when the have. problem became really apparent. And we're like, <laughs> okay, this is in, this is unmanageable, you know. And yeah. um, but after this painful summer, I had everything. Um, you know, in one in one spot, and so I went to um, my friend Dave, who is a punk, uh, a bassist in my punk band in college, and uh, he turned out to be an all round web guy. You know, just a really really talented person with, with the internet, and um, he uh, and I built it in the middle of the night, basically, um, over three or four months in the summer of two thousand eight. I think yeah, summer of two thousand eight, and I used it selfishly at my own music publishing company for two years, I guess, just showing off my music and mm. promoting new music from it, running searches from it. And the response was quite different from the experience that I had before when I was just sending people links. Mm -hmm. They suddenly thought that I was the real deal, yeah, you know, yeah, because I looked like it. the real deal and I, mm -hmm. I presented myself entirely differently. The music didn't get me better, just <laughs> everything else did, you know. That was the thing that really was, was hurting was I was in the way of myself. Um, and in trying to reach people and tell them the story, I couldn't convey the value and the vastness of the catalog that I had. Um, so then I went around and took this piece of software to try and show off my catalog to different people and trying to get an admin deal mm -hmm. for my catalog. So, hey, will you help me promote my catalog and help me admin my catalog? And so I took it to my friend Justin at Primary Wave, and he's like, forget your catalog. What's this thing, dude? And uh, that kind of made me shake my, shake my head and, and, and gather my thoughts a little bit and say, well, you know what? This is the route I should take. Yeah. Be the, uh, the Levi Strauss of the gold rush. and make the pickaxes and the tents and the dungarees and rush everybody else to the hills. And there's gold in the hills, guys. I'll go, I'll go support you. And um, so we're in a very supportive um, role, which is we don't compete with anybody. We compete with, um, you know, there's a couple other companies that do what we do, but we're service-related and software-related. So the software doesn't come abandoned. It comes with an entire team of people behind mm -hmm. it that care about it and will help these companies get them up to speed and nurture their their businesses um, as if learning to ride a bike. Yeah. Um, we're, we're lucky in that the culture of our clients has been really great because you know most of the most of the systems have been hand sold um, right. or daily marketing. Yeah. Um, we don't do much you know we don't do much advertising. Um, so it's really just become like a family and um, mm -hmm. you know everybody it's everybody benefits from um, you know the experiences of well, frankly their competitor. Mm -hmm. really, everybody <laughs> these are all competitors. Right. So They're all coming up with crazy ideas. Um, and you know they'll be like oh it would be a lot easier if we um, did it this way. If, we, if the yeah. system worked this way so that it would you know facilitate yeah. um, speeding yeah. up this workflow or something like that. And um, you know we build it and everybody benefits from it and uh, you know because of that and because of a lot of the like the blog stuff and the, and the podcasts that we do you know we're really lucky that we're, we're able to have a really cool cultural um, kind mm -hmm. of, you know, movement behind Yeah, we feel like it's well. kind of a club. And, it's um, kind of a club. You yeah. know, all <laughs> these guys that were just conjoined publishers all have this this common common ground now. And, um, 
you know they can they can syndicate their catalogs across each other so sub publishers can work together a lot more easily mm -hmm. across mm -hmm. territories and and syndicate rights as well um, carve out parts of the catalog for sub licensing and for for um, for blanket deals for networks mm -hmm. and all these things that they could not do with you know iTunes and Dropbox yeah. so I think, um, I think one of the one things that yeah that mm -hmm. one of the things sorry that um, that that we kind of glossed over was that what really made the product for us and we can stop talking about ourselves in a minute we can move on let's talk about Dave yeah, <laughs> what, really, what really what really happened um, what really you know kind of made this uh, what we think was something kind of unique and special up front was that um, you know it was, it was right around when digital music was really hitting its stride and becoming the you know delivery delivery uh, method for music and um, you know you could go to Beatport I'm a DJ so I would go to Beatport and buy you know songs sure. masters that I could spin you know you can go to iTunes you can buy buy everything yeah. you can buy a t-shirt offline you could buy everything except for a license Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't do music publishing. Music publishing wasn't yeah, online right. yet, mm -hmm. right. and uh, Joel kind of backed everybody into that with their program by kind of having the one place where he knew where to put it. You know, right. so it's, it's kind of now. You know, there had been other there had been other um, catalog management softwares, and uh, but I feel like one of the things that, that that was really kind of cool about this was it did bring it to that kind of that commercial model. Sure, um, and you know, also these publishers don't want to participate in libraries; they want to create their own. They the second they put their stuff in a a library, the song and the song to the left sucks, the song to the right sucks, and theirs is right in the middle. A library being they like have no a, control. A yeah, like any licensing company, I'm not going to name any names or anything like that. Right. But you know, the second you throw something in there, yours is as good as the lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. So they have no marketing control. That's mm -hmm. why they don't participate in those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So when I, if I went into their office and said, "Hey, I'm Joel from Think Tank, and I'm going to start another licensing company, and I'm going to represent your music," they go, "There's your door." There, yeah. walk out yeah, it yeah. because it's and also twenty percent. Yeah, you know they'll take twenty to fifty percent yeah. of the cut and yeah. off the top, and some take yeah. rights and some takes take you know publishing or master rights. We said we don't take any rights, and they're like, "Oh, sit down." Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "We just make you guys work smarter, yeah, and we, we make you more efficient." And you have how many guys working here? We give you more access to your staff. Great. So mm -hmm. now you know what they're doing. They're not sitting around listening to iTunes all day. They're actually going out and having more meetings and generating more income and making more more possibilities and chances for your catalog mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what it boils down to and, and that's what i sell is efficiency yeah so yeah. there's the platform is it customizable by each client like mm -hmm, absolutely so yeah, they can do whatever they want really visually mm -hmm. and go ahead yeah no it's all um you know it's all powered by the same kind of code behind the program's mm -hmm. the same um which gives it which gives us a lot of power um because you know everybody's we, we, have, we have the ability to you know um, do some things which we can talk about um, as far as the demand side or getting people, you know, to access the five million tracks that we have mm -hmm. across, you know, right, right. Different but different in terms of uh, um, but in terms of customization on the front end, it's really meant to be unique, um, your your own unique kind of branded mm -hmm. web presence. Uh, yes, website. so you can do whatever you would do in yeah. a Squarespace or WordPress. Yeah, except I mean, it just does all these other things. You, you know, got it's got a search engine, right. it's got a player, it's got the licensing tools, it's got pitching tools. So it's a website that has arms and legs and a head. Yeah. Well, the, cat, you know? the, the, the cool thing about it is that, um, you know, while it's customizable, and, you know, we're, we have a bunch of great uh, front-end web designers, so, mm -hmm. um, it, you know, standard stuff is usually pretty easily doable, and if you've got the money, you can build your rocket ship. Sure, we, right? like, <laughs> you know? we do um, a lot of customization yeah, work. Yeah, we're for, welcome to do Because we it. like the, the music's as unique as the brand, and the brand has to represent themselves, and if they all have the same interface, it's... Well, that's an important thing about of, the internet. Right, right. kind of, like, doesn't really... It defeats the purpose. It mm -hmm. just makes it 
to me seem like a commodity rather than a. Well, you're, you're, someone's looking to, to someone's looking to go to your site. To they're going to your site to listen to something or to experience something, um, you know, that they're hearing or mm-hmm. audio. You know, mm-hmm. you have to somehow give them the idea that they should continue to do that. The second mm-hmm. they hit your website with no sound, in right, right, right. you know, yeah. with just fonts, colors, and the placement of those, mm-hmm. you know. And images. So and my background in design and his background in design, we're complete freaks about this stuff. So, you know, usually we're like going through things where like that's not good enough, you know, or we need to redo that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's constantly a kick and kicking in the edges around the entire uh, garden, as you would. Yeah, I mean, our, our thing is is like you know, the, it, it, it would be very easy for a piece of uh, user experience on a website or a communication mm-hmm. in an email to block a sale or right. to put a barrier between a conversion, mm-hmm. right? So we, we really try to focus on making sure that first we're out of the way. Um, so the software is, is, is just, you know, making it as easy for people to do the business as possible. Um, but making sure that our clients, you know, feel that really, that we feel really strongly mm-hmm. about that. And, you know, the cool thing about, about that is, is that if you're using the Sync Tank site, it can represent your music, it can represent your culture, your catalog and everything. But, but the nuts and bolts parts, the stuff that a, a, a user that's been to another one of your clients that has the Sync Tank site, is that they're going to be similar, so they're going to immediately mm-hmm. feel comfortable on your site if mm-hmm. you have Tank site mm-hmm. because they know that the, how the player works. They understand how to build their own playlists and mm-hmm. how to use the UI and the functions. Yeah, I mean, at first it was kind of kind of like, what is this? Why aren't you sending me stuff via Dropbox or Box? But after after a while, you know, music supervisors can appreciate listening to it and getting data on the song before they have to download it and make it their problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, hey, thanks for hitting me with two gigs of music, kid. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, um, even like when you're talking every day, about, you know. <laughs> Even when you're talking about like, and I'm going to be so foxy here because I know it's a university and everything like that. But um, you know, even when you're talking about from music supervisors who we're, our software reaches in a, in a business uh, sense, and then mm-hmm. you know, end users and a lot of college students that are say looking to license automatic. We have auto licensing, so college students can go onto our client sites, and if the, the client chooses, you can apply for a relatively low rent license for low, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, visibility use like a, a student film or yeah a, exactly you know, a web video or totally. a, a, a student app or something mm-hmm. like that totally. um, uh, yeah. all of those people they still they visu- visualizing music is still such an important thing we lost it for a long time when the album went away when cover art went away mm-hmm. when experiencing the liner notes mm-hmm. went away mm-hmm. um, because that sets the tone for what the expectation of what the user listener is going to be you know hearing right mm-hmm. um, that went away it's coming back with apps with websites and yeah. all that stuff too. So anybody that's out in the tech world and looking to do that experiences everything mm-hmm. visually mm-hmm. and visually. Sorry. Right. No, no, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I like, um, I noticed you have a feature on there called Sync Stage. Mm-hmm. So that's, that gives you the ability to test the music with the video. Can you explain a little bit about that and how sure. that works? Sure, it's, it's a spotting tool in, in simplest terms. It's uh, allows you to do um, a composite of an audio piece next to a video piece. So you can upload a video of any size, um, we prefer if it's like a minute or two minutes or something, not a you know full scene or something. But uh, it's good for advertising because they can allow to upload a clip and then to choose any song from any of the catalogs and actually put it against the mu- against the video, mm. offset the waveform so that you can start it at different key points, wow. um, fade in, fade awesome. out, yeah. try multiple tracks. We're we're actually rebuilding the whole thing right now so that it does um, voiceovers, um, multiple tracks, and you can draw the velocity of the of the um, the transitions in and out, mm-hmm. um, and then composite it into a, an MPEG back or publish it somewhere like YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Right now, it's meant to, to showcase how well it works 
so that you can go, hey, look, it works, and then get the gig. Yeah, um, the, the picture is you know worth. Yeah, I mean, it's people do it offline down. on iMovie typically, yeah. and it was just that's another step out of the out, off the platform mm -hmm. that disengages the, the platform. Mm -hmm. um, you want people to stay in your bubble if they're shopping with you, yeah. right? You don't want yeah. them to leave your your shop. So you also, um, as, as as someone that's working creative, you don't want to have to have a million windows open. Sure, and, and, you know, be exactly. Yeah. So I mean, the the customer and the the admin do the same creative exercises. It's the exact same experience, yeah. except. The admin has godlike privileges where they can download anything, see all the data as it is, and and uh, you know do a, do a lot more than the visitor can do. But the visitor itself can still do searches and pitches and and download stuff given permissions, um, and also vi visualize some of the data um, given permissions. So they can actually composite these things themselves. Um, not a lot of the the work is done by music supervisors coming in, as you would probably imagine. It's yeah. mostly. A process control piece for people internally that work at the rights uh, rights organization, um, whether it's a label, publisher, composer, or whatever, sending these things out. Um, so rather than using Dropbox, they use Sync Tank, um, and rather than using, you know, all these other things, iTunes, zip files, spreadsheets, mm -hmm. what else, Mailchimp. You know, mm -hmm. we do, we put it all in one box and all in one row, so you can jump through the process very quickly. Um, and you don't have to start from scratch and ad hoc every single time. It's, it's the old sales mantra, keep it stupid simple. Yeah. it's <laughs> 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 stupid simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a client. Like a spike Pardon? Tea, I think. Send me a client. <coughs> Name some at the beginning, but I mean, some of our, our interesting clients, we have Sub Pop as well, and uh, okay. you know, uh, what are some that I didn't name yet? Uh, like what would be cool with the college kids? Ultra's a big Ultra one. Ultra Records, uh, yeah. I'm actually yeah. interning there this summer. Oh, oh nice. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, they're great. That's a great, great label. Um, great. Jason's awesome. Um, so yeah, Ultra Records. Um, they'll uh, yeah let's see who else would uh, sub pop would be a big yeah one. I just said that um, ghostly yeah uh, adult swim adult swim you know the cartoon so network they work with us that's kind of what they use wild. it on they use it on kind of the opposite side of a lot of our clients and where they're he's using it to catalog music um, mm -hmm. and uh, to create all the spots yeah that's for process control that's for process control and, and yeah. um, having um, you know knowing that the music that they're using in that box is actually pre-licensed and, and yeah. cleared and yeah. everything and right. so that's more of a you know way for the producers to get to the music that the music supervisors already decided they can use. We also have BT Sport, which is a huge network, um, sports network in uh, England. Yeah. They're like the AT&T of England. <laughs> yeah, um, and they, they, yeah, they have the, um, the uh, they do all the football, the soccer there. Mm -hmm. So they have a, a sync tank system and Red Bull Media House has a sync tank system, mm -hmm. which is one of the largest content pools in the world. They yeah. have hundreds of thousands of songs that across hundreds of producers that create content on every one of their channels and their apps and their YouTube channels and just they recycle all their music and collect the the um, performance revenue which mm -hmm. is incredibly clever um, and also that, license their <laughs> and license their really cool music out for other people that want to use it um, so the Red Bull Records falls under that Red Bull Publishing yeah, Red Bull yeah. Media all under one content pool, and we're really proud of that. Yeah. Um, uh, 300, which is a, a good records, label. They yeah. have Fetty Wap, you know, nice. they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're yeah. solidly rocking in the top they're 10 these yeah. days. And he's so from uh, right around the corner, too. Nice. Yeah, nice. there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's a Lior Cohen company, and, yeah, um, so you know, there's some really progressive people out there that are that are listening to us these yeah. days, which is we're very, very um, reassuring. We're extremely lucky to be able to work with a whole bunch of smart people, so, you know. You know, it's funny that you say, Specifically to Lior Cohen, you know, when you're referring to smart people mm, and sure. progressive people. Mm. Bob Lefsetz. You know, <coughs> yeah, I like Bob. He bashed Lior Cohen within the last week and said he's... Bashes everybody. Yeah, he said he's <laughs> basically said he's an idiot and mm -hmm. is, doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, well, Bob, uh, a lot of people think the same thing about Bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. those rambling emails. That I mm -hmm. think they're entertaining. 
I think yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think people it's, in a it's, bombastic way. Yeah, yeah, you know. you know, but but you know, everybody everybody likes to hate the king. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, and mm-hmm. you know, he's done. He was they were, those guys were so prolific yeah. in, in, in in the majors, and now they've taken a small shop. They've hired some of the best people in the industry. Mm-hmm. They're very innovative put over there. He's probably not gone yeah. over to that office. No, at all. that office sure. is so fun. You know, it's, and that it's office is incredible. It's got a lot of young people. Um, they're all busy as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They put records out every day practically. Yeah. Every time I'm there, so many things that I've never even heard of. It's so much. Yeah, yeah, like, it feels like the old days. It feels yeah, like, it feels yeah. like a real record company over there. You know, you know it feels awesome. like a real record company. Like really lots cool. of record companies I go to, I'm like, this feels like a bank, you know, or something right. like that. It's yeah. not a record company. Um, yeah, so we, we, we tell students that that, you know, when they intern and so on, then we got to go and understand the culture of each. Sure. I mean, Sony's a different culture than Atlantic, much For different sure. than Universal and so on. Then all the uh, small houses, of course, like we're just talking mm-hmm. about, and we tell them all to read Lefty's too. Mm-hmm. In the sense that we, you know, he has a reputation of being the schmuck. He's living on his uh, mm-hmm. some sort of uh, trust fund or yeah. something and all that. I don't read the when Felice came in and did this, then I'm, mm-hmm. I'm done. Sure. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But you read his mailbag. Uh-huh. That's the interesting part. When you see anyone from Kid Rock to, you know, to all the high executives to a Don Henley to. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see how so many people read him. You can't mm-hmm. not read yeah. him. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's 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 interesting how he's gotten that that much sort of power in in sort of a, a review type situation sure. that you know even New York Times guys you hardly read anymore. Right. John Prelazer or <laughs> right. or anybody, right. you yeah, just yeah. don't read him anymore. Right. He, he's still reading him. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me. But you ever see the video? There's a video with. Um, um, Gene Simmons and Lefty ba- duking it out in some. Uh, I have seen that. Actually, oh, yeah. I have seen that. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. Oh Four, yeah. Six, five, <laughs> which is like five one, you right. know. And there they are, and he's. Uh, it, it's it's comical, really. Yeah, really. I shook his hand once, Gene Simmons. Right on. You wash your hands after Monster, <laughs> Monster <laughs> Magnet <laughs> chef. Yeah. My uh, my brother-in-law's uncle is the singer of Monster Magnet, and he, uh, he, he shook my hand and I instinctively <laughs> gave him. I was a kid. I like gave him like the daft handshake, uh, oh, yeah. and he goes, Ah, the Arsenio Hall. That's what he called the handshake. <laughs> now on, What's that, dude? Be, like when you give, I mean, you can't see it on radio, but oh, when, yeah. you know, the, the three point. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pounded out. I did that. Gene Simmons not even thinking because that's how I did handshakes when I was like, you know, fifteen. <laughs> and like he gave me an outdated. I mean, God, that was the, that com- that comment had to be outdated six years ago. Yeah, right. That's how had been yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, that was a <laughs> How many people did you guys employ? Let's see. Eleven full time, and uh, we have a, um, about five people in America and six people in Europe. Uh, mm-hmm. Our main office is in London. Um, the main office is in, is in London. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So we. That's why I never go to the office. <laughs> and. Um, so Mike and I are in, in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, um, we, we had an office for a time, and then we got, you know, we were kind of like a, in the winter, it kind of got hard to, yeah. to keep going to the office. But, you know, so we have guys scattered across America. We have somebody in Denver, somebody in Portland, somebody mm-hmm. in L.A., and Mike and I here, are not here, actually. In, no, we're right. in Brooklyn, yeah, New York, so <laughs> we're, in a, we're, we're uh, on the East Coast. Um, so we really have somebody in pr- pretty much every time zone except the Far East um, where we do have clients in Australia. We just have to stay awake until about 10 or 11 at night to, <laughs> yeah, right. to well, yeah, talk to them. Well, yeah, it's not that bad. It's um, the 10 o'clock a.m. Is, is, uh, is my, like, 6 o'clock or something like yeah. that. Like that. So right. it's not so bad. Yeah. I mean, they're just yeah. – gotcha. there's a lot more uh, – well, they just – everybody really It's like next Wednesday there already. It, but it's like the day. It's <laughs> like yeah, the day. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh-huh. Sure. Um, I used to say chipper. Sure. Yeah. But, I mean, we, we – uh, 
you know, we have a, a small tight team and we're all super crazy about this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody contributes every idea that they have and it's, uh, you know, constantly evolving. Um, we uh, listen to our clients like crazy because they're the ones that actually know what they need. Um, I'm not using the software every day. I'm mm-hmm. kind of just cheerleading the thing now. Yeah. We just um, we all have our own little like you know our own little favorite parts and things yeah. that we want to mm-hmm. see done. So yeah. we just mm-hmm. we, you know we fight, we love each other, we hate each other. You know we, we mm-hmm. celebrate together, but you know yeah. Um, but the, the that dynamic of everybody kind of having their own little interest in mind really mm-hmm. is we've I found really pushes the pot. Yeah, it's been getting really good lately. There's you know? lots of uh, interesting things happening. We just did a, a deal with Sony Pictures, mm-hmm. which is something to brag about because they had their huge hacking um, problem mm-hmm. uh, a couple yeah. years ago. Right. So for them to trust. Our our software and our level of uh, expertise yeah. with their assets is highly uh, regarded, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. And, so we, yeah, um, we sometimes feel like we might be batting, at least Joel and I, a little out of our league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Punching like above our weight a little bit. Kids but, in suits, yeah. you know. You know like, well, I, I, don't, I own a suit, but <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, if you show up in the suit in the music industry these days, you're probably the you're accountant. You're probably not going yeah, yeah. pro- yeah. to probably the dude that's the accountant. How long have you guys been doing this full time though? Like you oh. had mentioned when you had the mm-hmm. label, right. it was you really had another gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was a graphic designer my entire life, which yeah. was the thing that kept my bills, um, kept the bills paid and the lights on. And how long we're, was we're this an entity, Sync Tank? An entity um, it, you Sync Tank was start. officially incorporated in 2011, yeah. mm-hmm. but I was using the software with just calling it Sync Tank in tongue in cheek because mm-hmm. it sounded funny. Um, since 2008. And since 2008. And it was, but I mean, that version was held to get together with bubblegum mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, you know, right. uh, rubber bands and stuff. It wasn't right. scalable or anything. We're but still, when did it become the real company? So well, this is, well, the first, what happened was 2010, we went um, to Meetem and I showed the software around and, and, and that's, the, you know, Primary Wave became my first client. And they had Nirvana and Aerosmith and all these really awesome catalogs, See which that. completely cemented the, the mm-hmm. credibility of my software. So I really appreciate those guys for doing what they did for me. Um, and then I went over to Reservoir Media and I went over to Buddha Music and I went over to a few other companies and just showing it around to see what would happen. And I got these four other clients. I'm like, I need to incorporate. Mm-hmm. So immediately um, incorporated. And by then we had raised um, maybe about $40,000 from an interested investor in, in the UK. And that was our first money. I was like, whoa, everything else jumped up into then. My brother had put a little money in. I'd mm-hmm. run up my credit cards like crazy. and. Um, we weren't making any money just yet, but this actually put us in. Uh, you know, we were recouped that forty thousand dollars pretty quickly, and uh, and uh, I was able to pay myself maybe a couple thousand dollars every month, which isn't anything, but I was still mm-hmm. designing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. We raised a little bit more money and hired hired up, and uh, and we've been running off of that money since. And now we're pre. Uh, we're we're basically. Uh, at a, uh, a point where we're gonna go big. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right now, we're, we're, we're gonna go big, so we need to double the size of the staff and start doing some really aggressive uh, um, developments on, on product, because we think we can be very uh, far ahead um, if we find the right the right partners, yeah. which we're speaking mm-hmm. to right now. If anybody's listening, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> partners meaning investors? Yeah, investors, yeah, but we it's hard to it's talk tricky. to, it's not, a, it's not a venture capital game, because mm-hmm. venture capital um, wants something that's consumer-facing, 
that is going to reach thousands and thousands of, of customers. Not back end. Not back end. Yeah, um, it's like you're going to get you're going to get big investment in really exciting consumer facing products that have the ability to reach millions of people, capture all their data, mm -hmm. and then have that data and then run away with the data. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. So they don't. So they don't even as much <coughs> care about the long. Oftentimes, you'll find that the longevity of the actual app doesn't matter because if they're collecting enough data, mm -hmm. that thing can die when the next cooler thing replaces mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. They still have you know mm -hmm. a yeah. lot of uh, you know a lot but of whatever happens is I end up getting trapped in these four-hour conversations about what publishing is rather than how I'm solving a problem you know yeah. and what this is the problem I'm identifying mm -hmm. well then I have to explain that I have to explain the uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and also that, we're, so. we're, we're making money which is uh, yeah. not once you make money you have a valuation so not making money is is sexier to lots of VCs that it, it want to yeah. have um, invest in something that's hyperbolic or like um, I, I um, what is it Gosh, I've lost my vocabulary for a second. You and should uh, just pick a word and then <laughs> put it in your voice yeah. over it. Uh, <laughs> hypothetical exactly. is the word. <laughs> and, uh, so something that's hypothetical in, in the terms of the amount of people it's going to reach. How are you going to reach? Millions. Yeah. You know, we, how many you reach? Millions. millions. I want to invest in that. I'm like, yeah, we got to maybe like, can we, reach a thousand companies can maybe. And then see, you can see when we downstream, work. we can reach a hundred thousand and that's not good enough, you know. So but we're cool looking for trade partners, people that are in our space that are neutral like we are. Mm -hmm. That can help us bring value, and that's what we've always been looking for. And, mm -hmm. and either that's an angel or mm -hmm. another yeah. company, or we don't know what it looks like right now. But I mean, our next step, mm -hmm. our next step is definitely um, to grow the product range. You know, every time as we were building uh, Think Tank, um, what ended, what ended up happening was we we realized that all these, you know, we were, we started solving these problems bit by bit. You know, and um, and we just would need this middle piece to bridge them together, and then mm -hmm. we would have this like really awesome solution. So I think that you know, even though even though there's only so many music publishers out there that we can sell to, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a lot to be done with metadata in the industry, um, and a lot to be done with you know fixing some of the problems that, that can be solved by technology. And we're mm -hmm. you know, a lot of new cool we're, things we're, are spinning we're, out of this product. Yeah, basically, we're several we're several labs mm -hmm. ahead of a lot of people, so we're really excited about that being the future mm -hmm. of the product as well. Mm -hmm. um, and also getting into other verticals. Problems. I mean, the music is uh, where my problem started, but media of any kind is is has a license and needs a license, and yeah. if it ends up somewhere, you know, you need a license. So. You know, people mm -hmm. own their property, and, and other and, people. Uh, own so a lot of these these <laughs> things aren't aren't going to go away in other in other verticals. So we're we're, you know, sticking our heads out and seeing what what can be done in video and what can be done in show rights and what can be done in in uh, anything that's got exploitable rights potential. Mm -hmm. What have you guys seen, um, if you don't mind me asking, um, with, with students coming in? Where, where is everybody what is everybody excited about? Are they looking more, are people looking more towards music tech or are really still interested in traditional creative music business? A&R, A&R, A&R is where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. A&R, that job exists still. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just talked to, yeah, like uh, a talent scout from Atlantic. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Which is, in, which is Entry level A and R, sure, yeah, 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 but, yeah. But, she, but it's you she know, works yeah. from home. She never yeah, it's like you're yeah. saying, it's like a contracted yeah. job. It's an outsourced. Yeah, I mean, job when my brother started yeah. at Columbia, he was one of thirty A and R guys, mm -hmm. and they were all hired to do alternative, whatever that is, right? And um, that's nineties early. Yeah, exactly. It was mid. It was ninety four, and the year you know punk broke. Everybody came to our label. We were a punk label, so I, they were. I think it's a they wanted to buy our label or sign our label, and Jason's mm -hmm. like, hire me, and they're like, okay. But so, uh, but that's you know mm -hmm. completely the how it was. The, the twenty-five or thirty dudes hire, signing fifteen bands and throw everything on the wall. Whatever sticks is going right. to pay for everything else. And five bands that failed. You know, we didn't really have a chance to work together. But um, so he was signing and, and working with tons and tons of bands. But you know, these days they're very measured about this stuff. It's well, all 
the skill set changes. You know. now, you, now it's not just, oh, I have a really good feeling about, about this, this band. band. Yeah, or it's or like people people yeah. in their town mm-hmm. love yeah. them. Everybody yeah, else who cares about them? Now it's like, you know, okay, outside let's of look that. at their social engagement. Yeah. How, you know, right, how right. What's their value their online? You know? How, yeah, that w- how yeah. much are they influencing people? Right. It's yeah. a much more metrics driven There are sort of the emotional steps of these kids. They go from, I want to be a rock and roll star. Sure. I'm not going to be a rock and roll star, but I still want to be around. Right, right, To, all right, that may be something I'm learning about this other thing, like what you guys do. Oh, I can do that. Oh, sure. that's actually interesting. Yeah, and kind of getting them to to evolve yeah. to the stage where there's a hell of a lot more out there yeah. than just. I got to tell you, I, I wish I took a business program. Is mm-hmm. is in college because I my dad was always like, you know, you're pretty good at business because we ran our label, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when you get in this stage where you're dealing with with real money, it's a lot to think about, and mm-hmm. you know, me, yeah. making people happy and making sure the bills are paid is the unfun part of a business, and it's yeah. not the part I do anymore, but or ever did because. I'm not a business guy, right. <laughs> you know, I'm the, mm-hmm. everything else. We really like being good cops. You know, um, <laughs> there's, yeah. that's where all the, the stuff in London is where all the, the paperwork generates from. And we're I don't, that's, really, really I don't go there. So, and, you know, so, so, you know, I, what I would say is if anybody out there is considering going into tech to learn your business, because yeah. mm-hmm. there's, they're two, they're married one and one. And if I didn't have to have a business manager, I wouldn't have a business manager, but I do. Yeah. Um, and I wish I had those skills. We uh, see it all, yeah. all the time with you know people um, aspiring music supervisors like on my podcast um, that we'll, we'll often have po- uh, you know pretty pretty on our sync tank sync tank yeah, podcast, podcast yeah, yeah. sorry the sync tank podcast yeah nice. sync <laughs> stories um, <laughs> so basically uh, you know we'll have we'll have some some pretty high level music supervisors uh, will come on and kind of share their experiences and you know mostly it, it, it turns into what they don't like to have be pitched to in which way and like you know how mm-hmm. they learn but um. You know what? What a lot of people I find a lot of people on me listening don't understand is that it, it's not. It is a business thing. It's not just oh, this song will be perfect for this piece. Yeah, do we right, have right. The, Do we have the publishing rights? Great. Do we have great? It, you have to follow that paper trail all the way through. Yeah. You have to make sure everybody gets paid. Every, anything goes wrong legally, they're coming to you. It's your responsibility. The music yeah. department is far more than a creative department. Mm-hmm. And um, I, you know, when it comes to like, you know, yeah, yeah it's, 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 there's a lot of admin and unfun stuff a around lot it. Of yeah, admin and, and you know, getting getting your head around that first. So if you like math, then you know, you can still be in the music industry. It's just going to be doing math for somebody. Yeah. Right. And um, just to clarify <laughs> too, like your clients are getting a hundred percent of the revenue. Absolutely, everything passes through to them. We merely rent them the car, and they drive. Car. Yeah, nice. we don't. We don't. Once, I mean, you know, we even the auto, uh, we do like automatic licensing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whoever whoever gives us their bank account details gets the money. We don't question who gets yeah. the splits and all that stuff. We just cheer for them. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> trust factor. We just want to develop already. Oh well, that's the thing is when I went into these initial meetings, you know, like I said, if I'd said, "Hey guys, let me market your music," they would have shown me the door. Right. However, now that we're showing them all this value and, and we're not doing any of that stuff, we're doing what we said we'd do, which is help you guys make more money, be more efficient, and we'll get out of your way and fix this thing over here and make it better. Um, I know you guys are here, um, and I know that you just came back from Canadian Music Week. Mm-hmm, How important for an entrepreneur is it to travel? And Very important, very important. I think anybody that has a product needs to show their product. The only way you're going to get people to care about it is to, if they can sit, look at it and touch it and see it and understand what it does up front and understand what it does very quickly. Um, you know, all the connections I've made in this industry are because I come to these things. Right. And these people see me at all of these things. Mm-hmm. And they know I'm not going away. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, seriously, if they yeah. if they don't see yeah. me at this, they're going to wonder why I'm not there. Right. And, you're, you know, um, and that's what you need to do because those folks pay attention and they'll go, oh, I've seen Miles. He's around. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a supporter of the music industry. Mm-hmm. He's not going away. 
we can work with them. Yeah, you know, networking so is everything. Yeah, you know, showing you have to show your face. You your have to show your face. Your face is unique. Your your vibe is unique. Yeah. Your email is exactly the same. Yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah, a basic yeah, business of relationships. Right. Like just like like uh, you're selling insurance. You know, anything yeah. that people have to care about you because otherwise they're just gonna look at. I can buy buy that from somebody else. Awesome. You know. Well, yeah. we all well Miles and have a face for radio. Yes, definitely. <laughs> 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 But Thank you guys. Uh, yeah, cool. this has been very awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I've had a good time. Appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> Appreciate it. Right you ever want us on Sync Stories to tell you some business stuff? Actually, we, we would love. That would be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, actually, let's. Yeah, we'll set okay. that up. Yeah, so we do. Yeah. We do it's webinars. going to happen because yeah. I'm going to remember this. We do webinars. We do. We do webinars on our. The educational thing too is something we really want to do. Definitely. So the webinar stuff is a series that we do every month. That's got different. We have educators and we have students and all sorts of people come up come through. To listen to it, we have hundreds mm -hmm. of people on these webinars, mm -hmm. Good. Um, yeah. and from clients to people we don't even know. Yeah, Good. I mean a lot. I mean, you know, a lot of clients, um, a lot of you know, uh, younger people starting in the industry, but so always, always fifty percent or more fees. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very so good. yeah, so that'd be really great. To yeah. Have that All right. Stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Did you yeah. listeners? Did you hear what we just did? We just turned nothing into something. That's, That's right. Awesome. Right. That's why you show up at the conference. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. we want to thank Miles Franco for bringing our boys in. Thank you, Miles Franco. We want to thank Joel T. Jordan. Thank you, guys. And Mike Fallis with an F. With an F. Yes. This has been really cool because we talked entrepreneurship. We talked specifically about what Sync Tank does. Mm -hmm. Where should they go to find out more about? SyncTank.com or SoundGizmo.com. Yep. SyncBlog.com uh, is huge. Um, Emma Griffin is our, uh, our marketing person uh, du jour, and she runs a really solid blog. Uh, a lot of educational stuff there. Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of, you know, and that's sync with an H, S Y N C H. Yeah. Always with an H. That's right. Awesome. Yes, I got to remember that. Yes. So thank you very much for being on. One more big clap. Thank you. And at the end of all of these shows, we uh, never say hello, but you know what we say? Ciao. We go, adios! Adios! adios!